Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Another crazy story. Just like the others. How am I always involved? I can't explain it. Must be something in the air. Or maybe it's just me. Welcome back to Is It Me, second episode. I'm so excited to be here. I'm your host, Michelle Forrester. We've got our recurring guest, Josh Shapiro, in the house for another episode with us. And our guest today is Raji Chalia. How are you? I'm good. You're a little out of breath? A little, yeah, a little, little stressed? A little stressed here because I'm like 20 minutes late, but that's yeah, okay. That's okay. And you've got a show today. Yes, I do. Show you're producing. Um, so it's a wiggle room. It's a show called We're Not Related, and it's featuring three Tamil comedians. So myself, Vivid K, and Joanna. And uh, we're just going to be, it's mostly going to be like storytelling about like our upbringing, about like how we got into comedy and like whatnot. And we're going to do a little bit of our set in there as well. Cool. How has producing been? I hate it. Tell us everything. I, I know that like every time you listen to like these big podcasts about like, you know, like all these big comedians that made it in LA and whatnot, they're always just like, Oh, like you have to produce to like get more stage time and to like understand like the real art of like stand up comedy and, you know, like really understand the business behind it. Mm -hmm. But oh man, I hate it. No way. You don't like the business? (laughs) No, I just want to go up there. I just want to do my thing and get off stage. You know what I mean? Like, one thing I forgot to say about producing is it'll also help you understand how then other producers are feeling about like stuff you're doing you know we're like producing we're like oh okay there's this so maybe i should you know yeah Yeah. producing is thankless there's no like like it's really like people are not i find anyway in my experience is like people are not super grateful because and i don't think that's anyone's fault i just think that comedians have this hustle mentality of i just need one more spot i just need one more spot i just need one more spot so you know when like i used to when i was starting i I used to every time i would go to the bathroom i would take out my phone i'd be like okay now i have to message like five producers like like, and i would just message like copy paste the same message yeah and so it's like you you don't get a lot of love when you're producing mm-hmm. a show. You, it, people don't realize that like you're literally like taking time mm-hmm. out of your life to carve out opportunities right. for them. So you'll never get a thank you, okay. and they'll talk shit about you, honestly, most of the time. Oh yeah, whatever. I don't I know. know. We 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 talk shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I don't care about it anymore. Yeah, I'm like, I, I hope you talk shit about me. I don't take talking <laughs> shit amongst comedians like bad because no. I think that's what we do. Yeah. And like it's fun. Yeah. It's kind of like it's a it's kind part. of like this like unwritten rule we all get to be like part of is that like and I think it's like I don't take it personally anymore because I'm like I know what I'm just venting mm-hmm. and like I think that's what we're all just doing is kind of like venting. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of like off in some way. Yeah. And we're always like yeah this person does this but we love them so we got to talk shit a little mm-hmm. bit to like deal with the shit they do. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all got to get the shit out. Yeah. Is there like any like thing you love about producing though? No. Has there ever been a time? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, like, I, sure, it's like great. when it's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. like, At the end of the day, sometimes you make good money. 
Dude, Sometimes you may, but it's never it's worth it. It's I would rather like not make and, and not, but it's just sometimes when the show goes really well, everyone's happy. Yeah, it's a great show that feels awesome. That feels you great. Know, yeah, excuse, yeah. The crowds happy, sick. That's yeah, awesome. last night we had a good show, and like the great. the energy is good after like a good show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only time I've ever felt like proud or really like okay, like what motivates me to keep doing this is if like a new comic comes and like it's like their first time, and I get to like be part of their mm -hmm. first time, or like at Giggle Fest, it was really cool to see like people who had never produced shows like go on out on a limb and produce their first show, and then like it's part of the festival, yeah. and then like and then I got to see some of those shows go on and do JFL, and I was like hell yeah, like you know, and you feel like a little yeah. bit part of it for sure, like you contributed to it, so. That, I would say, is the only reason I'll keep producing. What but you did with Giggle Fest was so, so cool because I know the Empress Show obviously made it. Empress Show, yeah. yeah. Fest, and I was able to be part of it this time. And I was like, dude, like if it wasn't for that opportunity, I don't know if it would have came about. Yeah. You know I mean, and it turned I mean, out I'm sure, like, I'm not taking any credit whatsoever. Yeah, I think Ellie sure. like, sold the shit out of that for show. Sure, yeah. And she sold it. It was but the first did, sold out show. Space for but it. it was, there was space for it. Exactly. And, and if I, and if that's what you producers do, we create space. And if whatever people choose to do with that space, great. Sure. Um, yeah. But you'll never get a thank you. But it's cool that you're producing with, like, two other friends. Mm. And, like, it's, like, really a show yeah. and, like, about your experience. I'm so happy you're doing yeah. that show. Because I, I saw Raji in Toronto. She opened for, Sunder. Yeah, Sunder. And it was so cool because it was like all people that were Tamil and it just she just like watching her do that show, yeah. you like like radiated like I've never seen before. Yeah. And it was like just cool to see like true yeah. element. It was it was the best of times. And honestly, this is something that we struggle with, especially as like immigrants. Well, I mean kids of immigrants is relating to like the public audience, which is mostly white, right? Yeah. Like I mean a lot of the time, yeah. So it's like oftentimes I'm and I've been struggling with this for the past two years that I've been in comedy is like, do I pander to the white audience or do I stay true to myself and make them understand my story? You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And that's always been a struggle. Um, so when I get opportunities like that, like performing to an all Tamil audience or like a very diverse audience, I feel like I really thrive and I'm able to do different material. Like that's that you yes. saw. Like it's completely different. Yeah. Like I yeah. probably put like one joke that I do in English in there, but that's about she it. Was like, she was like speaking English. She was speaking Tamil and like yeah. everyone was fucking laughing. Like yeah. even even when I stayed to watch the set, like yeah. like he was doing the same thing. For sure. Yeah. And, and it was like, and you didn't know what, I didn't know what he was saying. But I knew, like, I got everyone. I got was part it. Yeah. of it because I like everyone. Like, you could tell it was just like everyone was just relating to like a very specific experience Absolutely. that you all shared. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool, yeah. and I love that you're Thank creating you. space for that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. So cool. Well, good luck tonight. Thank you. And maybe we'll see you producing <laughs> in the future. All right, this will be my if last every, ever. If ever you need to vent, these are the two people you can vent know. to about producing. I will thank um, you guys for that. Yeah. Josh literally owns a comedy club, which is the worst. Yeah, like. Yeah. I literally I, club, I he asked me like nine months in advance to cover for him for one week and I was like yeah no problem yeah and at the end of the week I was like <laughs> you are doing God's work I would I yeah yeah what you do is really selfless so well I mean at the same time it all started just because I wanted more stage time I feel like that's why it sure. always starts yeah. for sure and so it's it selfish of, to selfless but it, it kind it of is. spiraled into opening a comedy club the plan was not to open a comedy right club. it just spiraled into it, it which is like why it. almost I think I hate it because like I didn't go into it with the intentions of doing this but I, think I believe there's something so special great. there and yeah, I believe it's sure. a great room and I believe that like it needs the city needs a room like that mm -hmm. and Absolutely. that's why and Tuesday know? Night Live's like that magic 
it was like that's exactly that it. Was, like yeah. you found that magic and then that's what led you to open the comedy club yeah, no but like that show did you do you remember tuesday night live i don't think i've ever gotten a spot at tuesday right after right after yeah, yeah. For oh sure. my god you would have loved it it was yeah, great it was like the one show that like everyone that went there they were like i just felt like everyone in this that was my first experience of like really everyone in the scene kind of being friends mm. and like hanging because like, so you yeah. had that hangout spot in the back yeah. and for so long when i started stand up like i felt like most of the time when i would get to places people thought i was someone's girlfriend uh, like uh, so many times yeah. people were like oh like who's boyfriend like who's girl girlfriend are you <laughs> like who's going on stage yeah. and i was like i'm going on stage yeah you know and i'm kind of re-feeling that lack of not having friends, not mm -hmm. having the hang, like in mm -hmm. Toronto, mm. it really does change comedy as an experience for sure. Hundred percent. Like it really, really but does. Stand-up comedy in general is such an isolating, lonely art form. For sure. Unless you're in like a group of stand-up comedians, no one really understands it, right? But then yeah. also, like, it's like we don't talk enough about like those late nights that you're driving home like alone after a stand-up set. You're lonely as fuck. So right? lonely. Like, it's like, yes, you can hang out with, like, a group of comedians or whatever, but when you're on your way home, you're just, like, it's just you and your thoughts and, like, going over your set and whatnot. And you can't call, like, your friends or whatever at, they like, past it. midnight. One, they don't get it. And two, they're not awake. We're, like, on, like, completely different schedules. For sure. Right? For sure. But that's why I like having yes. people to kind of debrief this with after. Is so important. Yeah. yeah, because I'm like, yeah, we're all going through this alone, but now we're going through it. I can go through it alone next to you going through it alone yes, yes. you know and so exactly. it, you feel more seen yeah and then you can kind of like yeah and then and then also like some of the best nights are like after a set or it's like mm -hmm. after you've had a bad set after you had a good set yeah. like you whatever for me i i talk to sometimes to pan tell us about this i don't know if you guys have experienced but whenever you like have like an amazing set and i've heard like you know more like established communities talk about this feeling is like when you kill and then you just have to go home and there's like the silence. Of oh it. my God. Yeah. Like there's almost like that feeling of like, I understand why so many comedians have jokes about like calling suicide hotlines mm -hmm. in hotel rooms because like, imagine you go out and everyone fucking loves you and you have the set of yes. your life. Yeah. Like if I had to go home after New Faces, like by myself, yeah. I, pro I probably would have, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be here to die. Oh my God. Can like, I hear about your New Faces experience? It was great. And like, I, I didn't like bring it up but I'm just saying like that was like the biggest but I do want to hear but that was like the biggest room I'd played yeah so like for me like and and it went relatively well so yeah. what I like had I not had you know we like we had the event after like had I not had that had mm -hmm. I had to just go home mm -hmm. and kind of like sit with myself yeah. like I don't know that because it's kind of like it's just like oh well now what yeah you guys are literally Agreed. describing why comedians have drug and alcohol problems <laughs> like, it's like, no i know that's the one i like, know go crunch so and get fucked up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. like but but then it's so funny because so many comics are also like sober i feel yeah, so what they, the what the fuck do they like what do they do they just go yeah. home and i guess i don't know I, mean, I, I i do like uh <laughs> it was shout out abba uh one thing uh, abba did when i was first starting out uh crushed great set yeah and then after we're all kind of talking he's like all right i'm gonna go home and like write because like now the juices are flowing all right so it's like now is when i need to work and i was like that actually makes so much sense and the most work i ever do stand-up wise is after a set wow. do a set watch the set work on what's going on there wow. i have a very difficult time planning things mm -hmm. a very difficult time uh, i need to actually go out do it see how it looks see how it is yeah and then 
change it all up. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, maybe that's like a huge thing. Like you get sober after a certain time, but like you're doing stand up forever. You go home and you're like, you're writing mm -hmm. new jokes. You're getting ready for tomorrow. It's like, that's your fix. Your fix is when you get on stage mm -hmm. tomorrow, your set yeah. you're doing, and you're just getting ready for that until then. Right. I feel like I just write, I have the opposite. Like I go home and like write when I bomb really hard. Okay. Like oh, when yeah. I bomb really hard and I have to sit with myself on the subway home and I'm just like, that's when I go home and I like I write. Or if I go to a club and I see someone do like insanely well and then I'm like, oh, I gotta go home. Like that's, I don't know that like, I would know how to write after a good set. Like yeah. I would just, yeah, I don't think I'd be able that's to do really that. Interesting though. Well, just more sometimes like, especially me, especially yeah. me, I just say so many things differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I change the way yes. I'm delivering yes. just constantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tapping into that way of saying it that I like the most. Oh, and, I, and then never like letting said it that, that way. Yeah. Right. And, and then, then letting using that. that to sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you guys ever have like a moment where like, oh shit, these four bits connect. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Boom. Yes. You just have this mega bit now. Um, yeah. Not the best. Yeah. And then yeah. like, why that happens on like great yeah. sets that like, Piecing together your act is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. That like bombing yeah. a shitty joke, you could fix the joke or write new jokes for sure. I yeah. get that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's also it's nice to like take the wins. You know, there's yeah. so many fucking L's and stand up, so many bad moments, feeling lonely after bombing. So like that moment after you kill, you got to embrace that, you know? Because sure. yeah. then on the other side, I think you got to, we disagree on this, but I think you got to beat yourself up when it goes bad. You know, you got yeah. you to be your own. No, I agree. I beat myself up constantly okay. when I do bad. Like I'm like, good. like I'm like, yeah. I don't telling me I'm too hard. But it's well, you like are in intensely harder on yourself. And I think <laughs> I think the way that I would be bad, like beat myself up yeah. is very different than the way okay. you would beat yourself up. Like I like now I, I, what I have sometimes what I do is I'll if I bomb, like I'll go do another set. Like I'll be like, OK, you bomb. Like you got to go do another set. Tonight. Always. Tonight. That's the like tonight. You got to find a room. You got to do it. And then Montreal is you don't get that. Yeah, not that's it. Yeah. That's it. And then sometimes like a few weeks ago, I had that. I like it was there was like this comedy competition. I didn't even place like top five. And like so I was like, OK. And then I like went home and I was like, I could go home right now and like fucking get super high and like be pissed at myself or I could like go and try and get on this like late mic and I did that and I bombed at the late mic too and then I was just like going home and being yeah. like you just bought tonight was not your yeah. night you're like but a gambling it, addict at that point <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna win if I get one more get just one more hit yeah 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 every yeah. day can't be your day yeah do you have a worst bomb yeah oh my god yes oh Jesus like Honey. full bomb no no, no like bomb. one that sticks out like one that, one that you out. like like will think about sometimes and be like oof that was a oh yeah I did um <laughs> Are we allowed to say names on here? You yeah, can. Yeah, I think he would appreciate I say his name. I did Hasher's room, and I tell him this all the time. <laughs> yeah. I I tell him all the time. I'm like, I'm not doing your rooms anymore. I bum every single time that I'm there at Super Deluxe at Dubstep uh, Music. Yeah. Oh no, like it's just like zero dead silence, and I just I couldn't. Yeah. I, was, I just went home and cried. I made the decision years ago to never do his rooms. Also. <laughs> really? So See, you. when I hear that, I I'm, I'm like, room, but... okay, well, if they, if you always bomb, if everyone's always bombing, then like it has nothing to do with the comedians. We, no, no, no. And, and I'm certainly it has nothing to do with the Hatcher's room. I like, I'm not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I've done it once, but I think that I would use that as like, okay, let's <laughs> learn how to bomb. But the with thing is, finesse. people do kill. People do kill. Sarah Warren headlined the show yeah. that I was on, and mm -hmm. she fucking killed. She killed. Yeah. So like, I was like. 
okay, so it's not the room. It's not the people. But maybe it's okay. Hey, well, when'd you go up at the night? You went up earlier in the night and she went up at the end. Once yeah. the audience is ready and listen to so much shit, there's so much. That's going on also like something that. that I'm struggling with understanding. I don't know if it's because I'm only two years into the game or whatever, but it's like, when is it okay to blame the crowd or the room or. Um, you know what I mean? I don't think you should ever blame the room yeah. crowd. Yeah. But I think you can understand that there is value in certain aspects of it. Uh, for example, uh, Aaron Belial right now, mm. his finals coming up from Eckerd.Talent. Yeah. Shout out to him. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. I just went go, down go to Ottawa him. and saw him in Ottawa and he was going to run his set. Yeah. And he was like near the end of the lineup. Yeah. And he looks at me and he's like, I want to go bullet. So I get an accurate, so it's as hard as possible. Oh. He doesn't want to go. So just that he has to work. And like he went up yep. and didn't get the same reception as he normally would have mm-hmm. gotten. Mm-hmm. But like at that point, he's aware of it. And yeah. he, you know what I mean? Right. And he wants to get to the point where he's good enough to go bullet and crush harder than anybody. And yeah, nobody right. else in the lineup could fucking do what he just did. Right. Bullet, yeah. Know? Right. And see, like what Aaron's doing, what Aaron's doing is I think what everyone should be doing in the sense of like and it took me a while to figure this out but like using like using shows to your advantage as much as possible so Mm -hmm. when you asked about the crowd like I think there can be nights where I don't think I think I agree with Josh like my mentality is always like I'm never gonna blame the crowd but I'm also gonna take good and bad Mm -hmm. with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because then you get closer to like what you think is funny and like what and then you learn that like some jokes like your A material is a joke that hits in every room yeah. and you get closer to that material by practicing as much as possible. Yeah. And so sometimes now if I'm bombing, like I kind of like I, a switch goes off in my brain where I'm like, okay, now the goal is no longer to make people funny. The goal is to not let my voice crack, not mm-hmm. let them see that I'm yeah. internally yeah. freaking out. Now the goal is to bomb with bomb like I'm killing. Right. Because you see, like, that's that's the, what deciphers, like, really good comics, mm. right? Is, like, they're able, like, when I see, like, huge, co- in Toronto, like, huge comics that, like, you know, have done amazing things, have done stuff that I would, like, only dream to do, and then they get, I've seen them, like, eat shit. But the mm. difference is that they, they do the same set that they would if they were, like, literally rocking it. And I think that takes a lot of practice. Wait, sorry. Don't hit the table. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Um, I have a note in my phone somewhere <laughs> from when I started doing stand-up. Um, there are two specials. There's, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Richard Pryor live and smoking, uh, and then uh, Andrew Dice Clay, the day the laughter died. Haven't seen both it. of them are bombs, and they okay. released it wow. because That's they did their entire act and did it act like they were bombing. Mm. So the things that they're saying are still good and valid and whatever, but like. The audience wasn't even upset. It was just they weren't laughing like they wanted them to laugh. Yeah, like you right. want on a special, but they still released it. They were like, "That's still good." I There's so many that. specials people release. There's no which, laughter. Yes. No, but which like, sure, I guess that's true. But more like these guys were at such a high point in their career. Yeah, they didn't need the special to do well. They were just like, "I like this. I'm gonna put it out." And not that that's the goal is to bomb and fucking be okay with it, but more like sometimes it's gonna happen. Yeah, where I go out and this audience hears what I'm saying mm-hmm. and doesn't want to laugh at certain things or maybe like they're not feeling like they need to laugh and I'm not setting it up well but as long as they're taking it in well mm-hmm. and not being turned off or being like cringed yeah. or like in a mm-hmm. bad as long as they enjoy like my first set ever I just wanted them to listen to me yeah yeah I didn't care about last I just I, was, I want these people to hear what I'm saying because when I don't like someone I zone the fuck out right I do not hear anything yeah. anymore I yeah. don't you check you know it. and that's it I just didn't want that to happen so uh 
I don't know. There's value in everything. I just think. There's yeah. Just, yeah. And it's sure. just like, I think shifting mindsets, like just that's, yeah, yeah that's what you got to, how do you, you feel like, do you take bombs personally? For sure. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. I mean, we all do. Right? Yeah. It's like a right. whole room of people like literally hating what you're saying. You're just yeah. like, <laughs> okay, this is my biggest fear. Yeah, absolutely. Most remember, people's biggest fear. When I was in Paris, I um, did French comedy like twice. The first set that I did, like, absolutely no one laughed. And it was, like, this, like, fucking, like, huge-ass room and whatever. It was my first time performing in French. And I think I did four minutes because I couldn't get to the five-minute mark. I couldn't wait for the light. I just wanted to get off. And I got off stage. And, like, again, this was in Paris. The French comedy community is someone, like, something that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anyone there. Yeah. And uh, there's just this one guy who saw me performing in English and he's like, hey, if you're bilingual, come do the show. He's like, you're really funny, whatever. Yeah. So I did it. I get off stage. There's absolutely no one. No one was like, hey, good set. No one was. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. no one that I knew. And sometimes, you know, people can be a little standoffish when you're new and whatnot. Yes. Right. Yep. So yep. I just fucking like um, the worst part was, was that my coworkers came to see me. Uh. <laughs> so they were all in like this like little corner of that small ass why'd you group. write that to the French so one here's the thing here's the thing I told them I told them I was like I have I when I was in Paris I was performing every single night and sometimes like multiple shows a night yeah just yeah. running place really so good it's so nice yeah you get paid and like it's just, yeah, yeah, it, yeah the crowds are always packed and like they're so lively and everything so I told them I was like you guys can come see me when I'm performing in English and then I posted about this French show because as you do, right, to right. try to get people to come. But who the fuck knows me in Paris that's going to come to a French show? But anyways, I posted it. One of my coworkers saw it. I was like, you're performing in French. And obviously they're French as fuck. So they're like, we're going to come to that so that we can understand the jokes. I was like, you know what? I can't stop you from doing that. Yeah. So they got tickets. They came. They sat in the corner or whatever. When I was done, when the show was done, they all came out. And I literally wanted to cry when I saw yeah, that. Because I was just like, I was like, here I bought. Oh, here are these yeah. people that I'm going to go into the office the next day in Paris. And I'm going to see them. And they all know that I ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? No, I mean. But it's, but it's always that. It's always so when sweet. there's people you know there. Because yes. once you start bombing. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, they're here. I'm bombing. Let me mm -hmm. fix this. And you just cannot get out of it. At a point, I just wanted yeah. to switch to English. I was just like, let me just do this in English. This way, like, at least you know that I'm funny. Like, yeah. you can understand something. Yeah. And then I can walk out gracefully, right? Yeah. But um, no, they were also sweet after it. They were, like, buying me shots and, like, whatever. We got, like, pretty drunk. And then, but the entire time, I just wanted to cry. Yeah. I got, in the, I got yeah. in the metro and I was just crying the whole way home. <laughs> but luckily, it's Paris, so it's only, like, 15 minutes away. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, minutes of crying in the metro, got home, and then that's like so annoying because you got you got to come back now. You got to see what I actually do. You got to yes. see me again. Yes. You know? Yeah, and you can't say that to yeah. them. No, you can't. You yeah. can't be like come back another exactly. night. And then like, they come and see you do the same jokes. Yeah, like, it's like no, say you can't. And they're like, like even if it goes well, they're like, oh. <laughs> I'm at a point now where like I really like I have friends who are like I want to come watch, and I'm like, look, fine if you want to come watch. Like, I try now to only limit it to like my sister, my cousin, people mm. that I know like have seen me do my set like a million times and also people that I know that when I come off like they're not gonna like, it's okay, the you right. know what I mean? Yes. Because I don't need that. Like, that is walking, the worst. I can only picture like yes. walking to the table Yes. and then just like, you gotta do the dance where yeah. they're like, good job and you're like, no, we know it wasn't a good job <laughs> and then it's like just like awkward yes. and like, yeah. So, I think when you start out, you really wanna like, 
Dude, I start when I started. Me and Mike, when we started Giggle Giggle Dump, mm-hmm. we were like, "This this was the stupidest thing we could have ever done." Like, I look back, I'm like, "That was that was the most embarrassing thing." I started a show, and then because producer brain, I just wanted the show to be packed. I invited everyone I knew, so I invited like mm. my family, my friends, everyone I, everyone from my fucking suburb, like a bunch of like these like cool kids from my suburb. Like it was everyone I know, yeah. people from my high school I didn't talk to, and like five years showed up and like it was so at first i was like wow so many people showed up for me like we were overwhelmed with love like we were like wow so much support we get up and i'm like oh fuck now i gotta do stand up i'm a month in Mm -hmm. in front of all these people Mm -hmm. that let's be real some of them are, are rooting for you to fail. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh my are, God. Yeah. Like, oh, and you're smitten in their faces and the little comments they make for when sure. they're talking to you about it. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And I yeah. did that thing, you know, when you're new and you play with the microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like fucking hand jobbing the fucking microphone, <laughs> the, the line all night long. And I will, I will attest to the fact that her mic really sucked. Oh my god, oh, it's it bad. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Holy shit. I can always count on Josh to be like so like openly honest. I remember one night we're talking and he looks at me and he's like, you know when you started, you were so fucking bad. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think I was that bad when but I was like, like, it was But it was so true. Sick to see her like get good. Yeah. You were so you were my like number one supporter. Place. He would yeah. come like so fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would come up to me a lot and be like, That's so funny. Like good, yeah. keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. Like he was you were always very motivating. But it's just funny because I never thought i was like so bad but of course you <laughs> oh were God, dude it was <laughs> i was bad but That's... i do have to say they did it well it was not good but they were oh yeah it was yeah and it was they would you guys would start riffing and shitting on each other and then the comics would go up like, what the fuck is going on yeah you guys would do the games in between it was and crazy like, dude, what is going on here? it was just like the most and all the comics crushed because like they like yeah got everyone down to like like fuck around yeah. yeah yeah it was like a it like looney tunes like it was always like kind of like and it was always such a f- fucking like nightmare like now i look back and it was like i would just be stressing like the whole day and then i would be stressing and then i would like and when i get stressed sometimes i get like really irritable and i would just like snap at mike mm-hmm. and like i give so much credit to mike because he'd put up with my ass and he was really good at like michelle it's fine like dude like mike for for all his things that he's really good at like not caring too much about stuff you know what i mean so I he, that about he didn't yeah. care that much so he was like he brought me down because i thought it was like for me i was like oh my god all these comics like mm-hmm. the comics have to feel taken care of the the audience has to feel taken care of like what what am i doing <laughs> And I, I blame with the mic. He threw something at me. Oh, One, sorry, sorry. Three, Ma- Matthew B is getting two, mad at us because we're all like tapping. <laughs> I was trying not to interrupt the phone. <laughs> it's okay. You can yell at us. You can yell at us. Do you know what he gave me when I looked at that? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, g- g- yeah, yeah. Giggle Dump was nuts and, and so stressful. Oh, I do have to say. And uh, so great. What's hey, a great part? If you're watching this, he's watching. Thank you for quitting. Uh, I think you're funny. Um, yeah. I hate I hate when funny people yeah but but he never really tried he never really because rather than doing something that he cared about and bombing he'd rather go up and do something stupid and bomb mm-hmm. so that he could get off with his boys and be like fucking was doing that stupid shit up there that's a fucking man but like you go up there and he's talking about something that you actually wrote and tried and mm-hmm. care about yeah. and want to do well and bomb with it it feels so much worse For sure. yeah yeah i mean he did have like for, i think there was a period like when we when he started back into it he kind of like he pulled me into it when we were when it was me kira mike and 
at the time, like I think that was the, the three of us and then there was maybe one or two, anyway, other people. When we kind of like were starting out and coming up together, it was, then I think he was really motivated because it was like yeah. kind of fun and like, That's you know, fair. like at the time he was dating someone who was also a stand up. Like yeah. there was like that reciprocity and like yeah. him and I were hanging out every day and we we're doing the podcast. So it was like he was constantly surrounded by comedy and he got really into it. And then, uh, and then he just found other things that he really loved and cared yeah. for and whatever. But yeah, I do yeah. give him a lugger. I used to literally freak the fuck out on him, like Aww. at the venue, like just like a psycho, like just so stressed, so high stress. I would never be like that now. Well, sometimes I have moments. <laughs> so with the show that we're producing right now, obviously I'm producing it with Vivith and Joanna and whatever, but I'm the one that's freaking out. Like yeah, constantly, I'm like, guys, like I, I can't. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking throw up. I'm like, whatever. I'm like constantly messaging them. They're like, Raji, who cares? Like, it's fine. Yeah, like, it's our first time. If there's not a lot of people, who the fuck cares? You know. But yeah, like, for me, like, it's like I think like I like really put that pressure on me. It's like sell out the show, have a good fucking show, and this way we can like produce a lot more. Of course. And you know, submit for whatever Zufest, et cetera, et cetera. For but sure. they're just like, it's the first time, so we should have that grace period or whatever. Yeah, and you got to walk before you can run, and exactly. you got you got you to get one shoe under the belt. Yeah. And it either gonna go, it's either gonna be amazing, and you're yeah. never gonna get a high that that yeah. good, yeah. or it's gonna be really bad, yeah. and you're, you'll yeah. you'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be great. Who's hosting? Um, no one's hosting. Oh, so, so it's just we're shotgun. Just, we're just yeah. Who's uh, first? I'm gonna go first. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like fucking introduce the show and like whatever. I'll do my thing and then I'll. It'll out. be great. It'll be yeah. so great, honestly. Yeah. And so like, is the majority of your audience like so far it's like Tamil? It's gonna be mostly Tamil people. Yeah. So, dude, it's gonna yeah. be so sick. Yeah, that's like cool when you like have like a kind of like a built-in fan yes. base. Like, that's gonna be well. And also, like, that's what like, everyone's trying to do. Yeah. So, what you're doing is like what everyone is trying to do. We spoke about this once, um, and you, you mentioned on the podcast that it's hard for you to do what you want to do on stage mm -hmm. to uh, like white audiences mm -hmm. who don't understand. So, having the opportunity to like work out in a room like that. And being able to develop the material properly with an audience that understands, yeah, rather than just going out and just having a bunch of confused white yes. people staring at you, yeah, yeah, and you're like, this isn't even like, yeah, I don't even get to know what's good and what's because you just don't get it, yeah, right? that's like true. you could build it there and then translate. Absolutely, it for I think people, you could you know? translate it too. Like I, I think, think so too, I think, yeah. but yeah, tomorrow, yeah, you, you need that, you need that, you need that room like, that yeah. the rest of us are graced with that yeah. maybe you don't like that you yeah. don't necessarily have so you have to create it for yourself that's and that's funny. like that's my mantra for, for i tell comics all the time like it's like it's like it's not there for you make yeah. it like yeah. just make it carve out the space do yeah. it because there's gonna be you can do it like it's true you just have to try it's just been like a struggle with like the thumbnail community here because when they don't really understand stand-up comedy it's very new you know what i mean okay like, whereas in toronto there's enough of a thumbnail population that like they just put like I mean also he has a huge following like Sundar has a huge following so he was able to pull in people like very easily I don't have that so it's like every time that like I'm like thinking about it I'm like okay I'm producing the show yes maybe we're gonna be half sold out 75% whatever but the next one it's like if I do have a following you know obviously it's not gonna happen overnight mm -hmm. but if I do like it's just gonna be that much easier to sell out these shows for sure so it's Absolutely. like there's also like I mean obviously stand-up comedy is changing now where it's like TikTok is taking over and like it's helping in a lot of ways for stand-up comedians, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also like, if you're not good at that, or if, we, if you're not willing to put the time into TikTok, is there still a way to become successful? Um, that's I the, think that that's the question uh, I'm asking myself every day. Yeah. I think everybody has um, expectations. And that's just not what it is. It's mm -hmm. you post and build a repertoire of yeah. stuff that you like. Right. Yeah. Even if you're not getting views on it, 
once you finally do get that one thing that pops off. Yeah. Everybody fucking yeah. what Matt Rife right now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, he said it's one video. Yeah. There was one video. Yes. Uh what's the name? Rod Jostle, same thing. One video. Yeah. And then everything else that he had, they went back and watched. But you right. have to have stuff. That's the thing. But you have to have stuff for people to binge. Exactly. Because once they get like upset, when you get someone who's yes. just like, Oh, I fuck with this person, then they that's what the that's the TikTok obsession of like people are literally watching each other right. do like fucking household tasks. Like it's yeah. like come yeah. clean my toilet with me. Like yeah, it's insane. Absolutely. And we're like obsessed as a society with like watching people do stuff mm-hmm. that like we would do or maybe in the aesthetic that we would want to do. Yeah. And so there is like that bingeable aspect of like if you yeah. really fuck with someone you really like them, it's like you want to know everything about their life. Absolutely. So when you want to go to their page, you want to be able to watch as much as possible. Yeah. But if you're not sharing that with your followers, yeah. then that's where you're maybe going to drop off where like they'll, they'll hit a like, but then they're not going to necessarily follow. Right. But I struggle with TikTok. Oh. For sure. Because I don't want to share that much of my life with people. Exactly. That's, I feel like I'm vulnerable every night exactly. on stage. I don't want you to see the inside of my apartment. I don't want you to, I don't, like yeah. and that's that's an ego thing i have don't to like burn dismantle. your material right yeah so i don't know there's so many different opinions about whether you're burning or not a lot of comics will say uh you're not that people that see that joke online want to see it in person right oh once yeah uh, they like that joke they would want to come out they want to see it once they don't want to see you do that joke unless it's like a i find like long form stories sometimes people yeah like, like yeah. getting Bert Kreischer with the machine story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or, or Chrissy D. Chrissy over D's over 9-11 there. story. Like, I would exactly. love to see his 9-11 story in person. Um, I saw Hannah Burner live at the JFL, and... Yeah, um, she's great. She's amazing. And she did all of her jokes that are on TikTok, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Like, it's like she posted it, but she still did it live, and people still fucking laugh. Like, she That's killed. awesome. That's great. Which is like, I was yeah. like, oh, so Plus, you could do that. I feel like Hannah Burner's also somebody who's kind of like... Her delivery's not the same every time. Sure. Yeah. She does so much crowd work that then gets yeah. into the bits. So it's still like almost naturally happening know. sometimes. Yeah. You know? That like if you do a bit, like most comics are pretty consistent with how yeah. they deliver things. Yeah. And if you put that out there, it's almost like Mr. X are so important and things yeah. like that are so important. I guess it depends on the bit too. Yeah. For sure. If it's just a funny yeah. thing, then yeah. like, yeah, that people can listen to it over and over again. There yeah. are things like that. But then there are the things where you need the trickery that we're doing as comedians, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I do think that we are moving towards people wanting to see bits over crowd work. Like crowd work is kind of like overdone now. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah. hosting bits is definitely necessary. Yeah. So it's how do we fucking do yeah. that without, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. I do think there's a lot of bits that I, like me personally, I do once. I go out on an open mic or something. I record it. I tell a story or I do something once and yeah. I'll never really do it again. Yeah. So I feel like posting stuff like that is mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And being okay with people seeing like your process. People yeah. are also really into like being mm-hmm. seeing like behind the scenes. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think there are people that would ride like hop on the with you. And then if you like made that joke into something in your act yeah. and they saw the evolution, like if they see you on stage they're like oh my god like i know where that started yeah like i saw i was there when it started mm-hmm. with whatever like a, a tiktok like rant or whatever but i don't know i haven't figured out tiktok at all and it same. literally is it de- debilitates me every day same like i'm, I'm like, on it so much but i can't post it's it's so weird but like you gotta do it and then it becomes normal Yes. yes. It's all about you know, consistency. Yeah, it's like, it's like brushing your matter. Yeah. Even if you put up shit, it's fine. It's and that's, just, you have to put it consistently. Good. Yes. And, and that, the thing that humbled me the most, because I think at one point I'd been like, I'm working so hard. Like, I'm working, I'm working so hard. <laughs> you can tell us, Matt. I'm working so hard 
at like in every other way, I feel like I'm like really putting everything I have and want into comedy. I'm like, I'm working my ass off. And so then to me, I'm like, oh, well, I don't have to do TikTok because mm-hmm. I'm working so hard. This is my next. And then at JFL at the TikTok panel, Hannah was the one who was like, you want to say you have to go out and do a set every night, then post a video every day. Yeah. Like, you can post a video every day like that's part of the work ethic like you like that same like hustle mentality is like if you're gonna hustle every night and do three fucking shows per night well then you can post one video every day and it's like i know and then and i'm like oh i don't want to (laughs) it's we're at a point i think where there are too many comedians yes of course and you're not gonna gain a fan base from just stand up most of the time no most of the time you have to do other. Um, stuff. You got to do yeah. something and then do stand up. And realistically, it's like you're doing that other thing so you can get the people to stand up. And yeah. I see it with so many people. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's just yeah. You just you, back in the day, you just do stand up, and they're like, "Oh, that's a funny comedian. You gotta go see them." Then, yeah. Right? Yeah. But now it's like there's so many funny comedians. Yeah. People want. And not only that, the there's funny guessing. internet people that are just automatically kind of like get slid in as exactly. comedians. And so now it's yes. like comedy encompasses so many kinds of different people. It's like it used to be maybe more traditional, like set up punch, like you were mm-hmm. a, a, like a stand up. That was your vibe. Now it's like if you do bits online, mm-hmm. now you're now you're selling out theater shows. Yeah. If you do podcasts online, now you do live podcasts. Like yes. and, and you all kind of fall under that umbrella. Yes. So it feels like you're competing with literally everybody on the yeah. internet. Yeah. Especially because like a lot of TikTok is humor and yeah. a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of online content is like reactive and for like funny. Well, think about you guys before you got into stand up. You were let's say you're gonna go see stand up. Yeah. And you see a bunch of lineups. Yeah. You're gonna look for a familiar name and choose that one. For sure. For sure. You're not gonna just go to you know what I mean? Yeah. No. So that's what it is. It's I think just it's insane people who show up for... to the stand up show sometimes. I'm like, why are you here? Yes, exactly. Fully. Like what had what life events got you to this room right now? Like <laughs> but I think it's interesting. I think there's also, you know, on the other side, there's also like different ways to do everything. And there's always an alternative way. And I'm yeah. sure there's you know, I'm sure there's a way if you but you just have to put the effort into finding the alternative way. But I think what you're doing is cool because you're like shopping for like you're kind of you're carving out an ob- audience that maybe d- was never exposed to stand up, mm-hmm, yeah. and so that that's that's beautiful in and of itself. Yeah. That's something like like Eva did that. Like Eva found mm-hmm. people that would never go to comedy yeah. shows. Like these were like the cool like like the first time I went to the Kickback, I was like, I am like in this room, I am a six. I gotta <laughs> leave. Like I don't stay in rooms where I'm not like yeah. it's, everyone's so hot. It's like DJs. It's like yes. it's like a nightlife. It's like people who would normally be, to be honest, in my opinion, like at a permanent two hundred, yeah. and then like. They're instead they're at a comedy show, right? And like that's that's crazy. So it's yeah. like there is other ways, yeah, to do it. But it's definitely like releasing yeah. a show in Montreal and you know trying to build community there. I don't know like how far that's gonna get me to be honest with you because again we're such a small like Tamil community too, yeah right so it's like that's where I'm like okay Toronto is where I'm just so many people come there. to Toronto. But low key, it's that's your base. Like, yes. You post on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok's really like uh, location based. Yes, they're near you. They see your stuff. They watch it. They go, "Oh, we just yeah. I do stand up. This is great." Yeah, TikTok's very location based. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you probably get like a mix because you live in Toronto, or Montreal? But like, I get a bunch of Montreal people randomly who have yeah, very little. Oh, community. I get no Montreal. But I, I get a lot of Toronto years. people though. Yeah, I do. Um, and it's like uh, I realized this. Uh, Maybe during the pandemic, it, it you know how like you see like social media people or like YouTubers or whatever, mm-hmm. 
and you almost like don't take them seriously because they're kind of a joke and their whole mm -hmm. thing is like mm -hmm. a joke. Yeah. But then like a year or two later, you're like, oh wait, this person has five million followers <laughs> yeah. now. Everybody, and all like, the time. And then, yeah. And yeah. And the you, whole time I'm like this fucking dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You actually, I find I watch myself change my opinion. It's like, oh wow, like they would have never gone to five million had they not had their yeah. bullshit like exactly. 300 views. Very and they true. like, it's just more like, the ego for mm -hmm. me it's just like it's the ego it's yeah. like i'm just thinking of like people from my high school it's just mm -hmm. like what the, what the fuck is this yeah. bitch doing like what's so embarrassing like yes. this is cringe what you're saying about people from high school thinking that about I, you that's hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What I envision when I like post TikToks, I'm uh, like, it's going to okay. come to someone who I know. Right. Or someone I dated. But that's, someone... that's very deep-rooted in that, like, we grew up thinking heavily about what people think about us, right? Yeah. Like, and, like, that's... dismantling that is very hard. Yes. I think I've gotten to that place with, like, crowds. And also, I, in Toronto, very much, I've gotten with, like, that way with the back of the room. Hmm. Like, when a good comic walks in and I'm going up, I, like, it used to right. be that I'd be like, I have to kill so that yeah. this person thinks I'm funny. Yeah. And I'm, like, slowly letting that go because mm. I'm, like... I'm here. This is a rep. Like yeah. it's like you walked in on a workout yeah. for me. Like yeah. you're not at the you're not at the the comp whatever the yeah. end game. Like well, the New York comedians talk about that all the time because they do the seller to work out their stuff, right? And yeah. Like people who go on like a weekday and like are watching them and seeing them bomb, yeah. right? They're like, but this is not like this is just the process, you know. And then like yeah. you can't cancel a comedian just because you saw them bomb like once, you know what yeah. I mean? And if anyone, but a lot of people will. It, like exactly. a lot of people will. If you the first time you see them, you're like. That person is not funny. But that's my biggest fear, especially with the Tamil community, is that, like, if they see me bomb, like, is it going to be like, oh, but she's shit. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, we went to Saraji, but she's shit. Like, you know, I, I know that they have a lot of, like, a huge heart and they have a lot of space for, like, their own community. But I'm scared that, like, they would come to that conclusion if I do yeah. bomb in front of them. I, so that's why I'm always a lot, like, I'm a thousand percent more nervous performing to the uh, Tamil people than I am to, like, performing to white people or, like... Okay, yes, yeah, so just uh, I try and like look at it like as a narrative. Like I like when I have those thoughts, I'm like, okay, but what if in three years they see me again? Yeah, and then they go, I saw her when she started out. <laughs> no, no, no. Like at right. that point, they're gonna be like, I start. I remember I saw her when she started out. I do have to say though, I those people when they like, I saw, I saw. Dave Chappelle when he was in a little time. I feel like actually Dave Chappelle is an outlier. He was never in a shitty room, but like Bill Burr. Like I saw Bill Burr when he was in a dingy bar or whatever. And like they hold on to that forever. For sure. It's mm -hmm. annoying. Like he sucks. But it's kind like, of like, fuck you. But, but it's yeah, kind of fuck yeah, but but like it's kind of beautiful that they were like able to see that. And it's like, well, like those random comments. their opinion didn't right. change your your trajectory. Yeah. Like and it never will. For sure. True. And that's kind of like that's the advice that they give is like don't care about like don't think about like other comics that are there because like, mm -hmm. comics aren't going to help you sell tickets. Yeah. Like no comic's going to buy a ticket to your show. Sure. They get into all the shows for free. So like sure. why? Well, and go, go fuck, like fuck a comic who doesn't understand process. Yeah. Who doesn't understand well, what's that's going it. on, who can't separate. Like, mm -hmm. That's it. Set in a bad set and understanding what someone's doing and listening to them and realizing they got a fucking paper in their hand with new bits they're doing for the first time. Why are you? Richard yeah. Pryor would go to the comedy store on Mondays and bomb 
And all the comics who were like new comics were like, why am I not up there? Mm-hmm. And he's dying right now. But then those bits he was bombing with Monday, he would do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And by Saturday, he's fucking lighting up right. the room. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. what he was doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's writing fucking so many people, in five days. So many people who start stand-up don't understand that it's a process. No. Right? Yeah. A lot of them don't. I got, I got fucking cut off by a lot of the city when I first started because I was willing to bomb. So, like, I'd go to good shows and do what I needed to do to do my best. You to know? do your best. I'll say yeah. I'd go crush. But then when I was at fucking Grumpy's, I don't give a shit, dude. Yeah. I'm going there to get reps in and fucking yell on stage if I need to yell on stage. Figure something out. Maybe now I know I don't like to do that, so I never have to consider doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need that. I need to fucking go. Yeah. And people would be like, this guy? What? And I, it got me like fucking cut off from so many people. Really? To the point where like I even said it to someone else. I was like, yeah, a lot of people don't like me because I bomb. And then they saw me do a set. I crushed. They go, well, I thought you said you bomb. They go, yeah, I bomb at open mics, dude. Well, you're That's supposed to. For. You're supposed mm-hmm. to. You don't do random yeah. shit and bomb and try and find some gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You try and find some gold for sure. For sure. Mining. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I wish it was for Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. So this, the concept of the show is called Is It Me? It's based on kind of a lot of what we were talking about, like spiraling and yeah. like whatever and having your insecurities and how like into your late 20s, how like, I don't know if you've done any self-work, but how that changes and how your relationships change with it and all that stuff. And so a question I like to ask, because I l- used to love the Reddit thread, Am I the Asshole? <laughs> like I used to read it all the time and then like try and debate if, mm-hmm. is there a time that you were an asshole and you mm-hmm. didn't know it and someone had to tell you? Um, yes, uh, actually, so this comes back to the whole comedy thing and like balancing out everything too. I don't, I feel like ever since I started comedy, I got really bad at balancing out my social relationships, like my friend circles and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's so weird because again, it's so isolating. It's such a lonely experience. You can't talk to them about it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Earlier this year, um, when I got back from Paris, actually, I had like a lot of expectations from like my friend circle to like kind of just like be there and like surround me and just be like, yo, we're here for you. Because I was alone for three months, you know, like I was solo traveling and it was great and whatever. But I did want to be surrounded by my friends at some point and all that stuff. So I had expectations. I didn't communicate it. Right. So I started being an asshole to them. Right, like so you got like, back, no, and no, no one was like surrounding yeah, you. Yeah, because they also and you're didn't like, know what, what I mean. the actual fuck? Like yeah. I'm back. Like, like it's like it's such a like a weird thing. Like it's like again, like we're in our late twenties. It's like we should be understanding of the fact that just because you go off on a journey for three months doesn't mean that other people's lives stop. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I was being such an asshole <laughs> that I was like, okay, well, if you guys don't want to make time for you, me, then fuck you. You then know, I'm like, not gonna make time. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you started like kind of like pulling back exactly yeah okay okay but, uh thankfully like my friends were present enough to like kind of pull me aside and be like hey what's going on and yeah. then you know we had that talk and whatever things did change for sure like the nature of the relationship did change and whatnot but i mean i think it is what it is i think it's normal to go through these things in life like and i think we make such a big deal out of like you know like uh, falling apart with friends and like whatever but yeah. it's just natural it just, like, happens, it just yeah. happens it is yeah i i have like a really deep fear of things ending yes and so i think and i like recently discovered that that like i don't like like final endings i don't like things like like i used to have this i used to take such pride in the fact that like no matter how like i used to say to people if i'm your friend like i'm your friend for life like yes. usually i don't like 
I wasn't one of those girls in high school who like changed friend groups every year. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think I, there's anything wrong with those girls. Now I look back, like maybe when I was in high school, I did. But now mm-hmm. I look back and I'm like, no, those, they were just kind of like figuring out what worked for them. And they were leaving situations mm-hmm. that didn't serve them. But I like always took pride in being like the most loyal. And like, mm-hmm. like, it's like if I fuck with you, if I'm your friend, like we're going to be friends mm-hmm. t- till we die. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, right. Sure. And then that's like a crazy expectation to put on like yourself, yes. on them. And also you don't know what going to happen yeah and how people are going to change of life. And people can become different people Absolutely. i think i'm a different person than i was like three years ago like oh, truly 100%. like a completely yeah. different person 100%. and so yeah so like that's what our 20s does with the 20s our 20s is insane it's it's insane like and i think with comedy too yes pri- people don't understand the prioritization yes. of it but i think it's so funny because i treat I feel like the way I treat comedy is the way I see a lot of my friends treat like their romantic relationships yeah or like the other careers or like some of them like when they like when some of my friends have babies it's Mm -hmm. like they can't hang out anymore yeah they can't hang out at nights they can't same thing like they can't they can't be there present yeah because like they're building their life yes and so we're just building our lives in different ways Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like a lot a lot of people like really understand it like Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people be like you're not gonna come and I'm like no I gotta go do a set yeah and they like they don't they like like you can't come to my birthday because you're going to do comedy i'm like yes yes Yes. somehow there's a hierarchy there and somehow stand-up comedy is all the way at the bottom because it's not yeah a baby (laughs) yeah and so naturally i've just kind of like stayed friends with the people who like really just understand that like this is what we're we're sharing right well also like i i don't know how you guys feel but like i feel like the friends who i then see and hang out with that are civilians yeah civilians I have a much better time hanging out with them when they're not asking about comedy. Yes. You don't get it. Anything I say will not make sense to you. Yeah. There's no level that we'll be able to have a conversation on this and it like be of any value to our relationship or our thing. You're just trying to make small talk with me right now. Right. So the people who are just like, you just hang out. Like there's no like, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not asking you about the fucking. Yeah. 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 You know, how's that? How's your baby? Yeah, how the singles going? You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. not like, yeah, yeah, oh, baby, oh, yeah, baby, you know, that's, but, but it is a huge part of your life. So, like, every time it entails like, a commitment yeah. that most jobs don't, like, you can clock exactly. out for most jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. most, yeah. and not people don't, but mm-hmm. like, you can, for the most part, clock out and yeah. like, then have a life and like have a weekend and like have your nights and like have maintain like healthy social relationships. I don't really think you, like, it becomes hard when you like, especially if you like really start mm-hmm. to take it seriously, like it becomes very hard to maintain yeah. like relationships with civilians. Yeah. hundred percent. But like, also like if my friends don't ask me about comedy, I'm like, Hmm, what's going on? Like, you know, okay. like, you like, like when they ask, I, I like, hate talking I about it with people who aren't like, one. Like, it's like, Oh, like how was your set last night? Like, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that was great. It was a great crowd. And like, you know, I killed them. That's but it. see also my, my issue is I just can't like, no, I can't just give them that. The everything's great. It's all great. They'll be like, so how's stand up? I'll be like, oh my God, fucking this, this, this. And, that. Yeah. and they're just like, oh, it's, your life is horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's just like we had a few bad things that happened. And I don't want to bring up good things. Right. You know? Yeah. And I also tend to focus on the bad things. Oh, yeah. So that's maybe why I well, like Well, people connect thing, through complaining. Know? That's just true in general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I, if I bond, like, I'll just say, like, it's like, yeah, I bond. I'm like, whatever. And then that's it. Like, yeah. Like, so, so. Was there a moment where they were like, Roger, you're being an asshole? Or was it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell us about the what moment. Were doing? Like, how were you being an asshole? Like, I was just like not replying to their texts. Like, they would want to, they, they want to hang out. I remember this one night that they, they had all three of them had planned. 
and they were like, we're going to hang out tonight. And like, I was like, no, I'm not available. I could have made myself available. But the truth is, is like I had the office Christmas party that night. And then I just hung out with some other comedian friends. And I just let, like, yeah, I was being an asshole. I you, well, you were it. like, you were hurt that you, you were hurt. So you were rejecting them before exactly. they could reject you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In mm-hmm. a sense, like protecting myself. But that was really a stupid thing to do. And then what happened? So did they like call you up or they like, or one person was like, is one everything okay? One person saw me at um, a show that I was doing, uh, Dan Kessler's show at McLean's. And it was like, hey, so what's going on? And I was like, oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> and it's happening. We had the conversation and initially I was very defensive, but then the more I thought about it and putting myself in their point of view, I was like, it's so true. Like I'm expecting like these silly things at this silly old age. Um which just doesn't make sense. So then it was really like learning a lot about myself and like what I need from my friends, what I need from relationships and also how to sit with my emotions, which is something that I don't do. I just kind of run away from it, you know? It's like, all right, distract myself, distract, distract, do something else, pick up something, travel, whatever. Yeah. Do not sit with your emotions. That's always been my go-to, but it's like, that's so dangerous. There's so much beneath the surface. There is. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so your so the question you asked, the last one, so your oh, anxiety yeah. over depression. Yeah. yeah. This is why he's my recurring guest. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I like ask people like, what, like, do you lean depression or anxiety? I think uh, anxiety over depression for sure. I mean, yeah. be simmer in it and fucking shut down. Exactly. You're just gonna, you're like a yeah. shark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just keep going. Plus, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just like so, okay. So like your anxiety manifests in like just different distractions. Exactly, comedy right. one of the main ones for sure. Right. Like I freak out if I'm not doing like less. Like if I'm doing less yeah. than three gigs a week, then I am panicking. Oh same. Yeah. Oh same. Yeah. I keep thinking I'm gonna wake up unfunny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wake up and like. Like I'm scared like... of bombing at our own show today. Like I'm just. I can't stop thinking about it. It's good, but, but, but like it's so much better than you just going in. Big dick swinging, like true, 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 true. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because I've done that, and really? I've had a few times where I'm like, "This is gonna be sick, yeah. really," yeah. and then it's so bad. Oh yeah. no, no, I've had and that, that hurts too. even yeah. more because then you just like you like climb the ladder, you put yourself yeah. up somewhere, and then you just like fucking fall. Last night at the but. nest, it was a Saturday 8 p.m. show, and you know I was opening, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna go so well," <laughs> and it did not go. <laughs> yeah the crowd was like half asleep and also i guess i just wasn't bringing in the energy so you were opening or you're hosting i was opening i did hear that last that was particularly tough okay. yeah it was I yeah i heard that but too. it's also like a like a like a tricky season for comedy right like right. because back to school tourists are leaving yeah yeah um that's fair yeah a lot of people are getting sick right now yeah I like though. I feel like the fall though it picks up. I feel like October. Yeah, it's gonna be because like then it gets cold and yeah. we kind of want to do stuff inside. Now yeah. we're still kind of like making the most of the outside. So, sure. um, yeah. Damn. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Is there a time where like you, someone was a really big asshole to you and you had to call them out? Mm, like outside of comedy. Yeah, or <laughs> inside of comedy. I'm sure it happens a lot inside of comedy. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, inside of comedy, not a lot of people have been assholes to me. Like, I can't even, like, think of one right now. Um, outside of comedy, yes. Many times. 
And um, I'm pretty confrontational, which you is are. Like, yeah, I'm pretty confrontational. Wow. Like, it's like if I like feel a certain way, like I will talk about it and I will be like, hey, we need to talk. Message the person, either meet up or phone call. And then just fucking. Online. So you send a message and you're like, hey, we need to talk about yes. something, but you don't go into what you need to talk no, about. Because I'd rather do it either. Yeah, by, like that's good. Phone call or like in person. Just because text is so like so bad, misconstrued in so many different ways, and yeah. I just don't want to deal with that Fully. that misunderstanding. I feel like everyone who, whenever I'm writing people over text, like I feel like everybody, like is angry at me yes. when they're texting. Absolutely, yeah. If you, you put it, if you put a period, if you put a period behind your sentence, then I'm like you fucking. Oh yes, yes, oh yes, you yes. hit me, and I am the worst person. I in the do world. text defensively. I literally have to always like send like you put a clarifiers to Josh, be like, I'm not like pissed. It's just coming off. Yeah, pissed. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I text no, definitely. I'm defensive as a person. Sometimes though. even like, fuck. Did I? My girlfriend thought I was upset at her. Yeah. Because I said NP. Okay. Man, it was just like. I was gonna see her. You gotta hit those vowels. You gotta hit those vowels. (laughs) I'm gonna see her in 15. But you know what? Also, I accidentally hit the thumbs up. Oh, Uh, God. P, thumbs up. Yeah. No, that's kind of weird. Not for anything. Thumbs up is the most passive aggressive emoji. Absolutely. Horrible. When you do this to someone, it's like, it's kind of like, you're not worth my time. So I'm just gonna. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just um, just throw up the finger you want. Okay, but I will say one time like some scenarios where it's okay to use a thumbs up is if let's say someone texted you at night and you didn't reply to them because you fell asleep. The next morning that message of like, hey, like are you home yet doesn't apply because yes, you are home, right? And it's been like a whole yeah. eight hours. You could thumbs up the message. Because it that would be confusing for me. I feel like at that point more like you're okay doing it because you're tired and waking yes. up and you're like, fuck it. That would be <laughs> like Oh, like oh, but you like react to thumbs up. Exactly. Okay, I thought you were sending like a thumbs up emoji no, no, in the morning. No, 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 talking just the, you know, no. the side. Yes, okay, the, no, no, yeah, no, that one no, is. I uh, reacted thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, some some sometimes reacting thumbs up um, is useful. Yes, but I, it has been weaponized by passive aggressive people. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um. I uh. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's there are some people who I talk to a lot. And we're always on the go. So those people, it's okay, quick. Yeah, yeah, You know, uh, yeah. even a thumbs up, whatever. Just because, like, we both know right. we're both doing stuff yeah, and it's yeah. not. But then the second we're dealing with somebody who, like, you know, is a real person, you got yeah. to be, like. A real person, not yeah. a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I've been criticized by many people for being dry over text, but I just try and be efficient. Mm. Yeah. That's and nice. I also, I'm just, like. I, I try I don't know I just I unless like it's someone that you talk to regularly like you said if they call you out of the blue it's like so fucking traumatizing like it's I yeah I think I'm like I have like PTSD do about phone calls because I used to get like like really long phone call I used to get called like Mike would call me and then my best friend would call me and it was like every day they would call me for like like 40 minutes really? and I was just like just that still kind of like figuring out the people pleasing didn't even realize that I was people pleasing by being on the phone with them but like I never wanted to be on the phone Mm -hmm. and I literally had to and it and it had nothing to do with how much I cared about them or if I like I wanted to know how their day was but I just knew that they were calling me to fill time Mm -hmm. like to fill space because they couldn't be alone oh my god Uh, yes like the drive the drive I was like and then when I realized that I was like I don't have to do this this is very draining for me right but then my solution was just to go and do not disturb for everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> and now it's like 
I'm on, and honestly, it's scared. a lifestyle, babe. I double call you. I don't even give a fuck, dude. Because double call you. Double call you. Yeah, yeah. So I just go with the. If I'm calling her, I go intention. Real call. ones know okay, that you call twice, yeah. and if you call, t- and also it's like if you call me, like I'll always call you mm-hmm. back, like. If I say I have a missed call, I'll I'll text the person mm. like, hey, like I'll call you right back right. or like whatever, whatever. Like sometimes it's just like it it just gives me anxiety that I'm gonna have to like get stuck in a conversation I can't get out of, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I guess I could just be like, I gotta go. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, leaving calls for sure. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah, I literally I had I, somebody who yeah. I was working with like business wise, and they were so I think they like don't trust anyone, so like they didn't want records. No, if. I wouldn't get on the phone with them. They would think that something was wrong. Oh. I was like, oh, I'm fucking busy, dude. Like, I can't do this fucking two-hour phone call every day. And I know if I get on the phone, I can't get off. Yeah. Or if I get on the phone and I get off quick, like, it's just, like, every fucking time. And I was like, I would notice that if I didn't take the call or if I, like, was like, okay, I got to go. I got to do this. There were issues in the relationship mm-hmm. after. They were, like, upset and they were weird. To they the point where, like, I made a comment to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you got to just answer those calls. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's, like, crazy, you know? Because some people need to. It's difficult. That feels like that to... was feels like that was more of like that person was just like controlling. Maybe, but I just feel like we need to have um, trust in our relationships. But yeah. because so many people screw so many people over, it's just hard. Yeah, we need to trust that yeah. this person. If this friend who I have, we don't talk for a week. Yeah. There's not a problem. Yeah, we just were busy and didn't talk for a right. week. You know. Yeah. We yeah. Just saying this last time. Like, we were just saying episode one. Yeah. Like so many people are not honest about how they feel that it causes so much anxiety. Sure. In our like everyday interactions. Absolutely. And like the fact that you like even you sending a text being like, hey, something like, hey, we got to talk. Let's meet. Like I appreciate that so much. Like yeah. I appreciate directness. I mm-hmm. like people. I gravitate yeah. towards people who are direct, who kind of just mm-hmm. tell it like it is. Because, like, we don't all have time to be guessing what's yes. going on. Yes. Like, we just don't have time. Like, that's, that's, I get pissed because I'm like, I just don't have time. I don't have time for yeah. this. And so, so it's like, why do you think that, like, I, and like, I used to have people who would get pissed at me that I wouldn't answer their calls. And, or like, you know, those people who get pissed at you if you don't text them back. And it's like, we got, like, because we're the generation that was like obsessed with texting, we got like this, like, fucked up mindset that we owe each other replies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't owe you a reply. Like, I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Of course, if it's urgent, and I tell my friends that if it's urgent and you need me right away, tell me that you need me mm-hmm. right away. But then if like you're texting me and I'm not answering you, it's because I generally, I can't answer you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't get to it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. allowed. Like, I don't owe you mm-hmm. a reply. Right. And when you think that way, and, and that's how I think of people too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, if they can't get back to me, I'm like, they're busy. Yeah. They'll get back to me. Yeah. Are, are no worries. Like, uh, like, big differences in like directness and being honest when you go back to like Sri Lanka versus like here, like how people are here. I think people. Or what's the culture like there people, in terms of. Well, I honestly, I've only been to Sri Lanka like two or three times, I think. Oh, okay. No, two times. Um, but uh, it was like at extended periods, like for like two yeah. ish whatever. But it's not, it's, it is a cultural thing too, but uh, Sri Lankans and I think South Asians in general are very passive aggressive. Okay. Very like, it's like, okay, so oh, it's so like you a- didn't get time to like answer me, eh? Like I see that you're like building the Taj Mahal or something like that. Like, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's, that's what it is. Like, it's really They'll like. They'll like guilt yeah. you. Yeah. But I like, kind of love, I kind of like that. But even really? that directness. Direct because underneath that, there's a lot beneath the surface. It's a lot of right. like, it's like you fucked up. You don't care about me. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? But 100%. they won't, they won't say that directly. And that's what I yeah. hate. Like even like in our community, well, like even in my family, you feel like a way about something. Like I have four older siblings, and like it's like obviously there's gonna be some dynamics there. Whatever. If they're upset about something, they don't talk about it. 
But when you, but like, I would rather someone make a comment like that so that I can address it and be like, oh, are you upset? Do you want to talk about this? But that's as opposed to like, what's your weird way to bring it It up? It is. It's a dirtbag way. Yes. The worst part is, I hate passive aggressive people. Then you call them out and they go, no, 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 nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. They pull back immediately. Yeah. They make their comment. They want that to be the end. Yeah. You say something, you try and fix it. Yeah. Like, well, no, 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 no. But I think that's, fuck you. I think that's fucked. I think like, fuck you. Like, you, like, stand behind what you feel. Yeah. And like you clearly had the balls to make this yes. little comment. You wanted yes. me to feel a type yeah. of way about it, yeah. and now you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and that's not how things work. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of like the like the the wuss ish way of like getting out of it, right? Exactly. Like it's yeah. like let me bring it up, but I won't exactly yeah. get into details because God knows what's gonna come out of this. But I have to say, I was passive aggressive for most of my life. I was passive aggressive too. Like, yeah, because sure. that's what I knew. Like in my family, that's like fair. it was you were upset about something, you make a little jab about it, you make like some sort of like sarcastic remark, and you move on with your day you know what i mean but then it was only until after i broke up with my ex-boyfriend that i was like hey that doesn't work like it's like you can't just passively bring up things and like expect it to oh my god yeah in a relationship no 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 way way. yeah 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 Yeah. you gotta talk about it go through it it's annoying absolutely yeah yeah 100 percent and like when i would bring that up like well i mean i think i learned throughout the course of my last relationship was that like you really do need to be direct and when i did start becoming direct i was like this works even outside of a, like a romantic relationship. Yeah. So I started doing that with like my friends, with my sisters, like with my family, yeah. whatever. Your relationships like get stronger when yes. you do have confrontation. Yes. When you get confrontation, you overcome and you surmount it. Mm-hmm. Then you have like a like kind of like now you've gotten through stuff yeah. together yeah. and your bond actually becomes close, like yeah. way closer. Like yeah. the people that I'm the closest with are the people that I've had, I've been through the most shit mm-hmm. with, but we've been through it together and yeah we fought like and stuff but we're able if you're able to sit with someone and respect that like you hurt them Mm -hmm. you should care more about the fact that you hurt them more Mm -hmm. than like anything else yeah and so if you and so that's what that's what i realized is Mm -hmm. like when i got to a place like with my roommate for example like we were friends and we got to a place where like she was stonewalling me for like three months like she was pissed she clearly i was doing stuff that was bothering her she wasn't being honest Mm -hmm. with it she didn't want to come forward she didn't and then she got to a point where it bubbled over Mm -hmm. and she had been holding on to stuff for six months and i got to a point where i was like i don't even want to hear it now Mm -hmm. because you waited six months yeah and now i'm not gonna hear it yeah. i'm not gonna go to some weird yeah. fucking breakfast where you fucking shit on me for the last six months so i told her i said you had your chance to say it yeah i don't want to hear it because i got to a point where i was like i don't even care about your hurt anymore right. and that's when i knew i was like i don't need to be friends with you because i was like i don't care about your hurt yeah. and you're just gonna sit on sh- and shit on me right for six months Absolutely. and it's like that's not how you operate with yeah. people. That's so unhealthy. I mean, they just wanted you to flush the toilet. <laughs> like, she wasn't like, that deep. Like, like, I just want you to flush like a little bit. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I get. I think I don't know. Okay, maybe this is like a men women thing. I don't know, but like I, th- I find I when you said the thing about the like random digs. Mm-hmm. What I pre, I see men do this where they'll kind of like dig each other in like at each other and i prefer that or throw things at each other sometimes i i prefer that than sometimes how women handle is because they'll go to other women all right and then they'll talk about it with other women and i can appreciate that sometimes it's just venting and we all need to do that and we all need to like process how we're feeling but i would just prefer like people like so much gets lost in translation if you're like talking because some people will just talk shit behind your back absolutely and i've had it with women where i've been like they clearly have an issue with me it's 
mm-hmm. happened through the grapevine that they have an issue with me. Mm-hmm. I've confronted them. Mm-hmm. I've sat like the pastor aggressor. I've confronted I've been like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Tell me what I did. We've had the conversation. Yes. And then they still go back and they still talk shit. Uh, so it's like, well, what are yeah. we doing here? Yeah, absolutely. But, but you know, as here? people who are anxious, like you guys are anxious too, right? Like I'm, I'm a we lean depression. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I said uh, 60 40. So like yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? just half and half. Yeah. Yeah. But Borgel's is anxiety. Full eh? anxiety. Full anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. It has yeah. been the most anxious this entire episode because we're all tapping on the table. <laughs> he has a he has a three hour window a day where he's on anxious between seven oh, p.m. and ten p.m. Seven p.m. Is it? Then I get on stage and make myself anxious anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You inject the anxiety into your calm wow. state. But that's what I'm saying. Like as I like as an anxious person, I appreciate when people just are direct with me because if not, I'm gonna be fucking anxious about like a small thing that they'll do. Like I said, like a period after a sentence. It'll throw me off, and I'll be like so anxious about it. I, I just don't usually put the punctuation. Punctuation ruins lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what I mean. Like, yeah. like what is going on? Yeah. You know? Or it's like again, if they stop asking me about comedy, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, am I the asshole? Would you have advice that you use to like deal with? Like, what are some ways that you deal with your anxiety? Um, running away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Like physically, you run? No, <laughs> mentally, I just bury Avoid. myself in yeah work, um, comedy. Uh, I started working out again, so I think that's been helpful. That helps, yeah, yeah for Definitely. sure. I was in therapy for the longest time, and then I stopped. I don't know. I feel like I should get back into it. I feel like you could always get back into therapy, sure. But yeah. at some point, you have to like. Yeah, but I'm also like kind of like I just I don't know what my future holds in terms of like comedy. Like I'm like, is it Montreal? Do I stay here? Do no, I no, 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 never, never, never. <laughs> I'm just trying. And this goes for literally everybody. <laughs> in, in my opinion, um, you need to use Montreal for what it is. Yeah, because the stage time you're gonna get here is better than you're gonna get anywhere else sure. at this point. Yeah, and then the second you have enough you know connections or time or confidence yeah. or whatever, when you're yeah. ready, you make that jump, and you don't. I don't think you go to like uh, another builder city. Like I don't mm. think you go to like. No. Uh, Why would you do that? You have to start all over and for nothing. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, like I was saying, like the Toronto specifically. Yeah. The grind of what Toronto is. Yeah. For the potential reward versus like New York. Yeah. Now that's a whole like legal thing. Like, can yeah. you live in the states or whatever? That if you're gonna go somewhere and be fucking at the bottom again, mm-hmm. you gotta go somewhere where the top is worth it. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. top in Montreal is not worth it. Uh huh. So, well, in my opinion, it just it stagnates people. It just Mm -hmm. like freezes them in time. Okay. So we talked about this when I was in Toronto. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, never to go to another builder city because I will say, like, starting over in a city in a new city sucks. It's like brutal. Like I was like heavily depressed for like so many months. I left. I like didn't even. I like didn't even figure out Toronto the first Mm -hmm. few months. I like went to Austin. I went to New York. I just was like I couldn't. Because yeah. I couldn't break it. And I was just like, wow, my this is really... You moved to Toronto or you just were never in Toronto? I was never like, in Toronto. Yeah, I would like come to Montreal all the time. I, I, in the fall, after like JFL, people were like, are you going to move to Toronto? And I was like, I live here. <laughs> but it's because like I also like I produce in Montreal. I have a lot of ties in Montreal. Sure. So it's like, and I was coming back a lot. Yeah. But I was, I wasn't spending a lot of time in Toronto because I was so... I was so anxious about like all the people that were there mm-hmm. and like, you know, these people that I thought were like, you know, these celebrities. And then now I know them and I'm like, they're just fucking comics. Yeah. Like, everyone's just right. fucking comics. Trump's and scary. It is, but it gives you a backbone and I think yes. it teaches you how to 
start over. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you're going to start over eventually and go like to LA or New York, mm-hmm. like you have to know how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, 100%. And so it gives you, it's it does give you that facts. backbone for sure. And you did it in Paris already. So yeah. like, you know yeah. what it's like. But also like Paris is such a tiny city with like tiny, like uh, English comedy community. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's- like, Were they friendly? Like, very, like, oh my very God. warm and friendly. Warm, yeah. friendly, supportive, welcoming. Mm-hmm. Only the greatest things. Like, if you guys ever go to Paris, you have to do shows there. Cause, wow. So down, yeah, for sure. Oh, my yeah, God. It's amazing. So I've heard such good things about it. So yeah. Good. Well, you were there around the same time my friend Mo was. Yes, and we did a yeah. we did a show together. We yeah, were yeah, on yeah. the same stage, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has lovely things to say about it. Because... Yeah, he loves Europe. He's like, now he's in Belgium. Big wow. Europe. Big on Europe. Yeah, he loves same. Europe. Yeah. Um, well, he lived in New York for like eight years. No, yeah, and he's like, so yeah. he's like kind of done with New York, right. and he's like, I'm gonna go do Europe, and I think that's great. I think it's good. It I forces think getting... you to work on your material. It yeah. forces you to adapt to a different crowd. It makes you very universal. Yeah. Different people, different vibes. Yeah, and there's great. like a different trajectory for all of us. Yeah, so just follow yes. like and whatever you feel more most inspired. By. Yeah. So okay, so no vices. No what's your I vice. I never even asked you. What's your like main vice? You have a few. Weed. Dude. weed? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah weed's my vice weed. also. Oh weed. yeah. When when it gets really bad, like I will go through like a huge pack of joints, but But no, like I'm like mostly. I gotta smoke before I leave yeah. my apartment. <laughs> or else I'm a crazy person. Really? I gotta smoke when I get home. I don't smoke when I'm out though. Yeah, you like, don't never like once. I have shared a joint with you once. Yeah, I don't. I, when it was like during JFL when we were drinking, and we were like, you know what I mean? It yeah, wasn't yeah. like yeah, I don't was high all throughout JFL. Me too. Yeah, see, like I don't want. I just it's such a like a like a like I mean the social anxiety being part of it as well as just like meeting all these people and whatever, and I just couldn't like I couldn't get out of my head. Yeah, and weed. You got to it quiets yeah. you. It just quiets just, your fucking. It just chills you out. No, yeah, to exactly. me, no. And I'm, it's the, literally the opposite for me. It's my thinking time. I like I'll get home and be in such a good mood. Yeah, okay. And then like I'll have to warn like my girlfriend, mm-hmm. like be like, I'm about to do a bong hit, so just be ready. Mm-hmm. And then I just spiral for forty five minutes. Well, right. Why do you but do that to thinking, yourself? The thinking that gets done in those forty five minutes, like it's hard, but it's it's like working out. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. genuinely like working out. And then when I'm done, it's like there's It's like you microdose anxiety. Yeah. I I, I induce just... anxiety. <laughs> I had zero anxiety in life, zero before starting to smoke weed. Zero. Well, it does. Ever. Yeah, it does. Like long term weed, weed use. Like, but I'd go full depression yeah. at that point. If you ask me, depression, anxiety. At that point, when I was a kid, full depression. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. but like happy depression, uh-huh. like Sometimes enjoying. Switching depression. from depression to anxiety is like a way to d- distract the depression. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that too. I I've thought of you though because I've been doing this thing where in Toronto, where like um, I like I go to this one club and I really like I've started to really love going there but it's like a big weed club and like kind of love it like i'll just like get high and go on stage and kind of like experiment with that and it's the worst feeling ever right before you're about to go on stage but then but then followed by like the most amazing high because you just go up and you're just like i don't give a fuck yeah and you're just kind of like vibey and i've had really good sets good and but i keep smoking before i get on the ttc and then having complete meltdowns on the TTC oh, because yeah. I'm like, it's fucking late. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting like, and I and I keep doing it. And I somehow keep forgetting that don't smoke before you get on right. the TTC. Right. And that reminds me of you because you yeah. always smoke and then get on your bus. <laughs> Dude, it's literally like it's a constant issue where like, I just said I smoke before I leave. I get so high before I leave. And then I get on the bus 
And I'm like, everybody thinks I'm like too close to them. Oh, okay. Everybody thinks I'm in the way. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's just You're everybody in your thinks, head. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, now I'm being weird because right. I'm trying to like not, you know, then I yeah. end up just like, <laughs> like right. everyone's just there like going to work. And like they're like living their day, and I'm like just this crazy person who's literally like I don't consider weight a drug, but in that moment, like I'm on drugs, it's just like, <laughs> like holding just this position, waiting you know, for like. things to end. I, I will say though, like I have a very addictive personality, so it's like I've had to be careful with because I have had my moments where like I was just smoking joints every single day, like multiple every single day, and yeah. it's just not doing good for my mental health. Yeah. So then I had to like kind of pull back, and then the pandemic, I didn't smoke anything because I was at home with my parents. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, I got. I think I like, like my weed turkey. addiction start like met, like solidified over the pandemic. Really? Yeah. That was the only thing I had to look forward. But to. But that's the thing, like living at home with your parents, like it's uh, and obviously if my parents found out that I was smoking weed, holy shit. All hell will break loose. Okay, yeah. If they find out that I'm drinking, like that would be like it's just like not worth the the fighting over it. Exactly, but you know, I also feel like right now, like at the age that I'm at right now, like it's like who the fuck cares? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, like you know what I'm waiting. Like, I pay for my own bills. Yeah, like, well, fucking, but then also yeah. like you don't just have the kids describing the passive aggressive comments and anything. Yes. There's a comment like, smoking all that weed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I don't want to exactly. So much. But literally yesterday, I took my dad's car uh, for the past week because he wasn't like doing anything, and I bought some weed and I put it in the dashboard and I forgot about it. And, he found and it? so he found it yesterday, and he's like, he's like, oh, there's there's some there's some ganja in the the dashboard and with like some like papers, like you know, like fucking. Like all the materials it. to, yeah, to and smoke, like, yeah, filters and like whatever, and like he's like, "Whose is it?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I was like, I think someone broke into the car." No. <laughs> oh my god, it's probably the the dashboard is on the passenger side. You could have just said, "My friend, stash it." I drive your car, so it doesn't make sense. I, I can't even reach it. It's a fucking huge ass car. Like I can't even reach the dashboard. <laughs> Anyways, like he kind of didn't believe you. No, he was like, he's like, okay. And then he literally, literally was like, it's okay to do these things, but he's like, just make sure that you don't get carried away. And like, oh, blah, nice. blah, blah. And I was like, oh, damn. My dad's also getting like fucking old. So he's very like emotional and like all like. Would your mom be the more judgmental one on it? I truly think they don't care because they see what's well, legal doing. now, right? It's, does it's that just, help with parents? Too, exactly. But like my, I see that my doing parents my house, thing. Like, it's like, I work hard. I do my job. I fucking finish school. Like, what more do they want? Yeah. Yeah. That's I come it. home at the end of the night, you know what I mean? And, like, I help them out with whatever they need help with. I'm a good immigrant daughter, so. Yeah. Just buy a bag of Coke just to leave it in the fucking... <laughs> see what he says about that. Yeah, know? just be like, people just keep breaking it and leaving <laughs> drugs here. It's insane. <laughs> what kind of operation is oh this? It's <laughs> insane. Okay, well, Roddy, we have to wrap up because I think we're at an hour. Do you have... Um, this is likely going to come out in October. Do you have anything you want to plug? In October, any projects you're working on? Anything you're excited on? <laughs> I'm excited no. about. Just follow me on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Follow you on Instagram. What's your Instagram yeah, handle? It's R-A-A-J-I-E-E-C. Yes. I shortened it. Your TikTok and your TikTok oh, that's coming out. Yeah, it's the same thing. October 2023. Fucking shit. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to blow up on TikTok, guys. Manifesting it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.